0: Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. So this week we are super excited because we are going to be bringing you evidence and case studies of where we are seeing growth within the marketplace. We are always celebrating the companies that are growing and this week we want to tell you a little bit more about the detail of how that's happening. There are many hot spaces within the market, there are many candidates, there are many applications that are happening and we want to share everything with you plus the salaries that we see are trending and the specific areas that people are desperately hiring for. So to kick us off, Toby, you have been really busy this week with your FinTech Focus pods, learning about the growth, learning about new areas people are embarking on. Share some of that with us.
1: Do you know what Nadia, it's been another week of... Everything I'm hearing at the moment is just positivity and, and growth and opportunity. Uh, and I love doing that. The FinTech focus I've been talking about been seeing businesses moving further forward. I had a great chat yesterday to Quinn Perot who was talking to me about his business and how it's, it's fascinatingly a company that's sort of got offices in Australia, Singapore, Cyprus, and London. So you've seen various different cycles of the pandemic in each part of that. And I, I love talking about where that's gone through. He's got a business that started in 2016 over the course of those, the last few years, he's had Mifid 2, then Brexit, then the pandemic. It's very interesting just to see, right, OK, this is now about the smooth sea hopefully coming there afterwards and how it becomes incremental growth and improvement and time to actually work on the, making the business absolutely great rather than firefighting, and it is a great business already. Speaking to fill over at Task Guys later on this morning, which is always a good one, that'll be the third year in a row, we've spoken about what they've been doing. Manish from Tier 1, Richard Leader, Adam Toms over at OpenFin, who's a business that are are going through hyper-growth again at at the moment. So, yeah, some really interesting stories to be sharing on FinTech Focus TV in the coming weeks. And invariably, they have been stories of continued growth and opportunity that's coming out there in the marketplace at the moment. So, yeah, busy, busy times.
0: Yeah, and on my side, it's been really busy too. I had the pleasure of speaking with Lindsay Jane, the VP of Product at Yoko, Yoko is a card machines and small payment South African firm, and they are taking the world by storm at the minute. And when she was talking about their growth and the new opportunities they have for people, she spoke really passionately about making sure that authentic inclusion is driving forward business perspectives. And she really attributes that to be the root of their success. So, When we were talking about it, she was saying that the most powerful thing at the moment within businesses, especially businesses that want to grow and to grow sustainably, where people are going to stick with them for the long run and really invest themselves and their careers into the business, she said the most powerful thing is allyship, doing what it takes to educate yourself and speak up for others. And one of the big things that she spoke of was around psychological safety within their business that allows for people to bring in innovation that allows for positive debate, that allows for their success and for them to grow in this sustainable way where people want to invest the next few years of their lives within that business. I thought it was a really, really inspiring story. So I'd love for people to listen to that one because I get so many questions from companies that are growing now saying, what should we be doing to ensure that we are not just hiring the great new talent, but making sure that they stay with us. That's a great one to listen to. Another great one to listen to was the podcast I did with Nicola Breyer, the CCO of Optiopay. This time, like I've been going around the world, this time a German business, open banking for payments. They established database ecosystems, they enhanced customer satisfaction. And she attributes their success to and their ability to grow to how she looks after her people. And again, I just think it's such an important point to be making because. As we celebrate the opportunity, as we celebrate the growth, Nicola spoke about how it's so important that that's focused on every single individual within the business. She's another big believer in mentoring and that you're never too senior to learn and says that every time that she's mentoring people within the business, it goes beyond task management. It's not just what are you doing and reporting to me about what you've achieved, but it's about understanding that individual, what motivates them, how they like to communicate, how they can become the best that they can be. And everyone who knows me, that is music to my ears. So I absolutely loved that podcast because I've always been a big believer. and I know you are too, Bab, that people make businesses. And we must remember that. Like as we are seeing so much demand for hiring, so much demand for promotions within business, so much demand for people's individual success, I think is the root of how we drive the overall success of these businesses. And it's not just about hitting people targets for this year. It's about building upon that because people are getting invested into. So I wanted to highlight those two pods because I feel that they were really people-focused. They're really inclusion-focused. And if we are going to really invest into this industry right now and help this industry grow, it's got to be for the long run with people that are going to be looked after within it. So I found that really, really interesting conversations this week. And I would absolutely urge people to listen to those podcasts for sure. I'm going to be. Yeah thank you. (laughs) Now we both spoke earlier that with all this growth there does come challenge so it'd be good to hear a little bit about the challenges that you've seen people are facing and a bit more evidence around sort of the the hot markets and the trends that you've seen.
1: Yeah this is what we spoke a a little bit last week wasn't it and I think we said last week, this is the 21st year of recruitment for me. And and there's been various cycles, both good and bad over that of economic growth and and headcount growth. And this is just a fascinating period of demand where we've seen extraordinary need for for companies to scale and grow because of an unprecedented sort of situation where the vice grip was put onto things about a year ago where people stopped hiring and and were feeling out conservatively. Some companies went aggressively at that stage, some held back now everyone's suddenly in that sort of growth and competition to secure good people into their business, which means on the other side of that, you are seeing a natural drive up in salary that is a difficult and dangerous but squeeze on efficiency and productivity and profitability. So as the market dictates supply and demand, some people are fighting that by pushing up offers. And as, as companies start that, the early adopters start that, it moves the malleable masses in the middle And you suddenly see a market move in terms of salary. And there are some extraordinary numbers and bidding wars going on at the moment. I mean, there was an offer yesterday we were talking about, which was a a £40,000 difference in salary. We had someone walk away from another offer that in our favor, that was £10,000 more, but it was the right vision and story of the company that allowed that person to take on the role that we were representing. And I saw this from a, a guy who we both used to work with many moons ago, he's now in Australia, put a really interesting piece in about the Salesforce market he works in right now. And he talks about people losing their team to higher offers. And it, and it made me think about our marketplace and financial technology. And there are naturally people who are losing their staff at the moment to higher offers. I was speaking to a company recently who are looking to make eight, nine hires at the moment they've asked us to sort of appraise as to whether their whole team are underpaid because they keep losing people to predators who are moving around them and seeing as pickings. And they are, you know, they're underpaying in the marketplace and that leaves them susceptible to people coming in there and snap their team up. And as one or two go for a higher offer three and four are then sat behind it thinking, should I be doing the same, which is a really interesting scenario. So when you lose people to higher offers, as Ben was talking about, number one, do you pay more? Yeah, you know, do you move with the marketplace and look to re- replace that person who's left with someone who's of a similar skill set, and you're just paying more to risk inherent in that. Number two, do you replace someone with the same experience on the same money, so you look to do a like for like. And number three is do you hire less experienced people and train them up, and this comes back down to your talent triangle and moving people up and through their career. And it's amazing how many people opt for number two going into a situation where they say, we've lost someone to a higher bidder, let's replace them, this is what we pay. And then a surprise when they have real struggles to try and move and find someone of a similar calibre. They have the benchmark set for the sort of people who they want to bring into that business and they're not prepared to do it. And they end up three, four, five months down the line, still not having filled that position, stressing the rest of the team out and probably seeing other attrition then come back thereafter. That's a problem for businesses. And, and that point three, as was said very eloquently in Ben's update was hire less experienced people and train them up. And actually the important for the community and the the talent pipeline of industries is to make sure we are looking at that and bringing people through and paying them well, but also giving them a pathway to move up through there. Because I don't think the answer is simply enter the race and be inherent in the race by just throttling the profitability of your business by adding more and more to uh, the entirety of your team. It's a dangerous path to go around. So the market without question is in this incredible supply and demand scenario, not helped by a perfect storm of pandemic, of Brexit, of fear of moving still due to the pandemic, of Brexit and the pandemic strangling some of the relocation opportunities of of people. That's then in turn driven salary up. That's given people syndromes where they probably over-anticipate, overestimate level that they're at and don't become the perfect candidates through a process, which creates a difficulty for both recruiter and hiring company alike so it's a complete reskilling as, as recruiters i was speaking to harry sopal the other day he was talking about the front end market that he works in right now and again a veteran of 15 odd years working in recruitment harry sopal and seeing difficulties at the moment in his space where you've got candidates who are off the market within 48 to 72 hours literally off the market gone through had expedited processes four or five interviews set up for them and say actually do you know what I'm off the market I've got this secured that first mover advantage is a very very real thing at the moment people have to gear up to make the right decision but if you're going to be competitive at the moment there are two or three things that are utterly necessary one is which is having a process that allows you to secure the best talent so is your interview process quick enough fast enough are you feeding back quick enough are you making it a priority Number two is, have you done enough work really establishing why you're an employer of choice? So why would you retain your best talent? Why are you a magnet for the best talent in the industry? And number three is, are you working really hard to articulate that through the process and explain to people that this isn't an interrogation anymore in an interview, but this is your job to, for want of a better word, really sort of hone the art of seduction of top talent? How are you going to seduce the top talent to make sure that they're coming into your business? Because if I look at, at hotspots, which is something there where usually you can look across the business and say, right, at the moment, our development team or our cyber team or our products and business analysis team or our sales team, there'll be a, a hotspot within that. Right now, universally across the business, we are seeing unprecedented demand. And we've got to be really, really careful about what we're able to take on for the first time in my career. Every single day, the inbox is buzzing or the phone is ringing with people saying, can you help us in this marketplace? Now, bearing in mind, there is the first probably 15 years of my career where I didn't have a job phoned in once in the entire time that I worked in recruitment. Everything was outbound. This inbound phenomenon is utterly fascinating to see, and it means you need to reskill, and it means you need to be world-class at making sure you're attracting the best passive talent out there in the marketplace, that you've got your story absolutely on point, that our team are highly skilled sources and seducers of talent, And then when you do that and you find that talent, working with your customers to really help them put themselves in the best position to do it. So I love growth. And if you look back to a year ago where it was loads of candidates and very few people, there was very rarely this perfect storm where you've got loads of both. And it would be a very easy job if you had. And right now we're flipped completely into the reverse where there is huge amounts of demand and very limited supply. And I think that's a really exciting position to be in.
0: Well, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's such an important topic that we're sharing with everybody today because I think we can really share some solutions to it because, there, as you say, there are so many businesses that are looking to hire. There are so many that are calling into us, calling into other people, and so many that fall into the trap of bidding wars and fighting over one individual because... Their whole strategy, their whole recruitment drive is, in an easy way to say it, quite old school, quite archaic, in the sense that they have 20 skills that they'd like the person to come in and hit the ground running with, and they want the finished article. I've said this for many years to all of our clients. It is about exactly what Ben said from Australia. It's about investing in people and helping them grow growing their careers, helping them get addicted to learning, ensuring that when they come to work every day, they're bringing their entire selves to that role because they are so happy to have been given the opportunity to learn within your business. And they really want to prove you've made the right decision in choosing them. On the flip side of that, what a lot of people are are still doing and why I call it archaic are hiring people who are probably too good for the role that they've got. Where that person won't feel like they've got really anywhere to go within that role and actually they'll feel like they're doing you a favor which type of person do you want in your business and then let's look at the wider picture here the uk the world is facing a huge huge problem with so many people out of employment so many people unemployed because of the pandemic and we sit here in our bubble saying god we've got to find as many candidates as possible And I think there's such an opportunity here for us to be reskilling people from outside the industry, for us to be looking at how we hire in lots of different ways. It makes me want to talk about the 17% list again, because just to remind everybody about that, that is turning recruitment on its head. Rather than people writing job descriptions and saying, this is the person that we want to tick all our boxes and to fit into this silo. Instead, the 17% list is showing everybody within our marketplace that is signed up to it. It's showing them all the female talents when they're looking, not when you're looking and when you have your tick box of skill sets that you need, but their skills when they're looking and you look at that and decide whether you can do something with that skill set, which many many people have done we've now just hit over 30 role creations off the back of the 17 percent list and meet, giving much better visibility to female talent out there and that's just for female talent that people are, are requesting when, with regards to diversity and inclusion let alone every other type of talent that's out there and let's remember what the word talent means does it mean to you the skills someone has right now or the skills that someone's capable of learning And I think that if we can really reframe our thinking, we open up so much opportunity to really allow fintech and financial services technology to thrive with diversity of thought and encouraging that into our businesses. Because how many times over the years have I heard someone say to me, don't worry, we can teach them that. Uh, We can teach them the business side or we can teach them that particular technology. I just need to know that they have the acumen. I just need to know they have the potential. And realistically, it's our archaic ways of thinking that holds us back on that. And I find it super, super exciting when people start to think about things differently. So... My question to everybody is how proactive can you be or will you just allow things to happen to you and be reactive? And we are here to support. What we do is we bring people in who have the potential, who've got some experience that they can show to people. That's not to say that we can't identify people with the exact skill set, but I'd always advise against it because what are you going to give to them that's going to make them want to stay with you long term? And there's no point partnering with any agency just to have, one person fit into one box and we all know that that box isn't going to allow them to expand. There's no point because that's not what our pledges, our candidate and our talent pool either. We want to be investing in people, we want to be building careers, we want to help people who are addicted to learning. And we all know in financial services technology and in the fintech community, what you know today is nothing to what you'll know tomorrow. It's changing all the time for us. You've just said it, Toby. For recruitment, we're all having to completely reskill. And actually, the power of that is the strength comes in the people that are able to reskill and reskill constantly to react to what the marketplace is doing. And that's exactly the same in these businesses because what was a great product five years ago is definitely not now. What was a great product two months ago has been upgraded. And it's about that constant relearning and upskilling that I think is really exciting so for me over the course of this week I completely concur I've never received so many calls and so many people coming back to me having spent my recruitment career always chasing it's the job where you chase and it's been absolutely brilliant that I've had so many conversations with people asking me what can we do genuinely to move towards Authentic inclusion. And I spoke about this last week. It's just been absolutely brilliant that companies are now not just saying, "Oh, could you answer these four questions in an email just so they can tick a box to say, "We know something about diversity," but instead, they're reaching out to me to speak to their entire DNI committee to talk about what the best first step should be for their businesses to ensure that they can grow sustainably. How exciting is that? Because we're we're not just talking about filling a few vacancies here. This is the movement that we always spoke about. When we started up Harrington Star, we wanted to build a community where we could add value to people, which would in turn allow for companies to hire people for the long run, and for us to stop this pandemic of its own of where technologists are moving on far too quickly from their companies, but actually encourage people to be there long-term and really build their careers with people. And I feel like finally, after a really difficult year and a bit, and I'm sure we're not completely out of the woods yet, But I do feel that finally people are making this connection between inclusion and success, success and growth. And that growth is because you're investing in people. And that's super exciting for me. So I know we've both been busy, but what else has been going on, Bab?
1: Well, we're expanding again. So we are growing the team, which I'm really, really excited about. Some great hires going to be uh, introduced to uh, everyone over the course of the coming weeks. Our two latest recruits in kira and joel have had a spectacular start to life at harrington star and have really come into their own over the course of the last week there's a sort of program of onboarding which you have architected that i think has been absolutely spectacular there's seen some real progress from two people i think who have just shown great attitude a couple more offers being made today we've grown out in the states again which is brilliant and hoping to announce something on that very very shortly Inspired by our customers and grateful to those sort of opportunities, but there's so much a scale and scope for us to grow at the moment that we're, we're thrilled with that. Loads and loads of work on the content side that will be coming to you very shortly with a very interesting project looking at the characteristics of great fintech companies and leaders that we're doing in conjunction with the realization group at the moment. I have a very, very exciting growth based pod coming up very soon with three or four fast growth businesses, and we'll probably do a series of those over the next few weeks with businesses that really impressed me in their growth and trying to unlock a few of the secrets of that culminating as it will be with the financial technologist in July with a special really celebrating some of the growth statistics and stories behind growth that we've been looking at beforehand so yeah all in all a lot of cool stuff going on and on a charitable basis Odro which have provided us with video technology that allows us to really transform and create added value in the process are hosting the active recruiter challenge tomorrow i'm lacing my trainers back up again and we'll be pounding the streets for another half marathon to uh raise some good money for some charities that they're doing so uh it oh, is all know. systems go
0: it we go again that? amazing yeah um, i shouldn't also, have said
1: it now No, i have to do it
0: yeah now you've got to do it yeah um, i just want to say a massive thank you to the team at Innovate spring they ran a wonderful event this week, a three-day event. They invited me to talk on Tuesday um, about remote working and how it's opened up opportunities for talent mobility. And this is the team that spoke about the global war on talent that um, over the past few weeks I've been talking about getting your olive branch out and putting down your arms. It's not a global war on talent. It is about investing in talent and investing in people. And I've got to say, I absolutely loved the experience. My Wi-Fi went down two minutes before I was supposed to go online to over 100 people in America. So you can imagine the stress there, but their tech team were fantastic. I was back on in time and the presentation went brilliantly and I'll be publishing a white paper on it tomorrow. So thank you very much team at Vinovane.
1: And nearly, nearly the um, end of the first draft of your book as well.
0: Oh, I am, I am really getting close. So I now have about 14,000 words left. So I'm at 46,000 words written. Super excited about that. And I'd really like that to be done before this baby gets here. So I can just be reading it once the the next baby's here. That would be very nice. But who knows?
1: My co-pilot will be off for a couple of weeks in the very near future. (laughs) Before we went on air, we were talking about how you think it's going to be early, weren't you as
0: well? absolutely I'm, I'm definitely feeling like this baby's going to be here any day soon so there will be a couple of podcasts once i'm back where we may hear the little man in the background which will be loads of fun I'm um, very excited, yeah, I'm really the, excited. Co-ho-
1: the co-host we both dreamed of
0: that's it exactly <laughs> that's it i can't need a bit
1: more gurgling this one so yeah. Um, yeah listen very very exciting times nadia a pleasure as always and thank you to everyone who's listened in again I say this every single week. We're so grateful for everyone who spends the time to listen to us uh, talk about this sort of thing. We are hugely passionate, as you all know, about this industry and about growth and getting recruitment right within this space. And the quality of people that we've both been having on shows has been extraordinary. And there's so much value that we're creating every single day or getting every single day from the people we're talking to. So thank you to each and every person who's been on the show and each and every person who's listened to it. We want to keep on growing it. We want to keep on pushing it out there as far and wide as it possibly can go so if you will like when it comes out on social media if you will share to any of your friends who you think will be useful to their colleagues and if you will give us a five-star review it just allows us to take this podcast all over the world and then update people on where we're going so really really appreciate it everyone and thank you massively from me and we'll see you next week on another episode thank you very much
0: thank you